welcome to Pen Pals Improv, the improvised celebration of letter writing, where we get two improvisers from around the world to come together to improvise a chain of letters between two characters. Now, today's little bit of letter writing um, nostalgia comes from ancient Greece, where people were a bit more blunt when they wrote letters than they are nowadays. Um, this letter from Hilarion to his wife um, while he was in Alexandria says, Know that we are still at this moment in Alexandria. I ask you and urge you, look after the child. And as soon as I receive my pay, I will send it to you. If by any chance you give birth and it is male, let it live. If it is female, get rid of it. I know that you will be anxious. And um, I think that is uh, more blunt than modern letter writing. And I think that we've grown as people. <laughs> I'd uh, like to invite today's guests to say hello. So um, today's guests are Will Hines and Mark Roll. Hello. Greetings. Hello. Hi. Will, can you tell us a bit about yourself and where you're based normally and where you normally improvise? Uh, I'm based in Los Angeles. I perform mostly at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Um, I've done improv forever, or at least since 1999. I started at the UCB Theater when it was brand new-ish in New York City. And I am still do improv, and I and I like it, and um, and I'm an actor sometimes on television, although not as often as I'd like. Uh, Great, that's me. That's perfect. And Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you know me? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I am based in London, in the UK, uh, and I improvise mainly with a group called Fright Club at the moment that does horror comedy improv. Um, but I've been in a variety of groups along the way, uh, including way back in the day, a group called Sticky Floor Improv that I was in with you, Owen. I'm sure you remember how wonderful we were. I mean, I'm sure if we could watch those gigs again, we were probably not so wonderful, but uh, in, in rose-tinted nostalgia, I think we were brilliant. <laughs> I think that's it. 14 years in probably go, I think we were pretty much teaching ourselves, probably have hopefully grown a little bit since then. Um, <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, Will, are you much of a letter writer? Oh, were you much of a letter writer? Yeah, before the I've written a lot of letters. Um, I like writing letters. I still do it sometimes. I mean, not too often. I'd say like I write a letter like once a month. Um, I think part of it is because I'm old enough that like when I was in um, college, university, there was no email. Or I guess there was email, but nobody was really using it. And so you you wrote letters far more commonly. Like I saved all my letters from college and there's like a variety of just like saying hi type of notes and what's going on and stuff. And, um, you know, and I, I, I look fondly on that time. Like it was just us more a part of everyday life and of course now emails kind of replaced all that but also I'll, I'll, i still like writing letters there's a formality to it that i i like yeah i i think so and would you go back and you say you've still got them do you go back and read them yes uh everybody's got it's funny people not everybody but people will often evolve their own style of like opening or closing letters like especially closing people kind of have like a way of winding down. They'll like apologize for their abruptness or like promise that next time it'll be better. And uh, and some people like to write a sentence so that it leads into their sign off. Like I remain as ever your friend, whatever. And, and um, some people just like to put a little dash in their name at the end, but usually there'd be like a little joke or a quip there, you know, sincerely parentheses. No, really. Jack or something like that. I think, yeah, I think the way that people choose to sign off their letters is a very sort of personal thing. 
like um especially between friends like there's like obviously the formal yours sincerely yours mm -hmm. faithfully um and i think that's been lost with emails i think um i just write thanks on every email i think thanks or no no ending you know just the email's over yeah that's it um mark how about you are you a, a were you a letter writer are you a letter writer? yeah you know not not really not so much like so uh, i'm i'm a doctor uh, as are you own uh so most of the letters i write are to patients or to other doctors so they're all sort of formal work letters i will say that i i definitely prefer like writing a letter to dictating it and then having to read through some what someone else thinks i've said um and looking through all those errors i think it's the bane of every every doctor's life having like a, a badly transcribed letter um but yeah, I, I think I sign off, I sign off like pretty much every letter or, or email that I write with BW, best wishes, <laughs> like, hmm. uh, unless it's a formal one. And then I, I always have to look up whether it's sincerely or faithfully. That's like, to this day, I still have to go, sir, is that sincere? Is that faithful? Double check it. Yeah. And the other thing that I wonder with signing off letters is when you're writing like a, a formal letter as a doctor, do you list all the letters after your name, like all your post nominals? Because every time I see those post nominals, I think that person's a twat, <laughs> but I still write my own. <laughs> so... Oh, really? I Yeah. So I think, yeah, like everyone who writes letters after their name, I think from everything from like BA to MA or whatever qualifications people have, I just don't do it. I, I'm I'm a completely no qualifications person. <laughs> I like to look up what people are, what the letters mean, and I especially enjoy it when you find out it means something like total nonsense. <laughs> now we're going to get onto the scenario that I'm going to give the two of you today. So the story, uh, the scenario you've got is you guys were friends in college. Um, Mark, you went on to be famous for some reason. Um, I'll let you just decide why. Um, Will, you are going to ghost. You have ended up ghostwriting. Mark's biography or that's what you were going to do so this is a letter between you as Mark's ghostwriter and Mark as a person who became famous dear Jim can I just say it is an utter delight that it is you that is doing this project. When my publisher said to me that the ghostwriter of my autobiography was going to be none other than Jim Hasselback, <laughs> well, you could have blown me away. Uh, how have you been? Uh, that would be the first question that I'd be asking. I mean, obviously, you probably know how I've been because well you're going to be writing a book about it but how are you how have you been it must be 10 years since we last spoke well as you know I have uh, been fairly successful in my endeavors uh, and I've actually uh, become the uh, first person to create a uh, an antibiotic 
uh, melt that you just have in your mouth and can cure uh, a multitude of resistant bugs and organisms. Uh, it's something that I'm incredibly proud of. Uh, I, I feel immensely privileged to have invented this, um, but also humble. I, I should stress that I do feel humble about the whole situation, despite the fact that in the um, Nobel Prize for medicine that I won uh, last year, uh, I was heralded as having saved probably, I forget the exact figure, but something like 21 million lives across the world. But more importantly, how are you? <laughs> how's, uh, how's Robin? <laughs> oh God, do you remember us, the three musketeers <laughs> in the, um, oh, what was the name of the bar? I, I'm sure you'll recall it. I have so many scraps of paper fluttering around my office these days. I, I hardly know where to begin. I, I can't even recall, you know, what I had for lunch last week, let alone <laughs> where we used to drink 10 years ago. But still, you must tell me everything. Uh, I remain your truest friend, yours in crayon, Robert Calloway. Dear Robert, you small, wet sack of shit. Of course I remember you. You're my lifelong nemesis. You defeated and bested me at every turn. In first grade, you learned to read before me and the humiliations only increased from there. Robin and I do not speak as she professed her love for you and ended our marriage and has left me and is trying to win your heart. Yes, Robert, I, Jim Hasselbeck, know of your success your melt that repels most organisms. For to my great chagrin, it saved my life, even though I begged the doctors not to use it on me. And I said, please, please let me die rather than be saved by Robert's invention. And they said, no, we've taken an oath to save all lives, even yours. And against my wishes, they forced it into my mouth as I spit and I spit and I spit to try to get it out, but they put it in my mouth and it's so effective that even though it was only in my mouth for a moment, it saved my life. And in fact, made me more robust than ever. Yet I beat the doctors to a pulp and was sentenced to a year of community service. And my first act of community service is to write your autobiography. The judge thought he was teaching me a lesson, and I guess he is. For now, I have to write about all of your accomplishments, including your Nobel Prize, your great wealth, your various spelling bee championships, your horse racing, your Olympic pole vaulting, and your turn on the, on the globe stage as a remarkable Richard II. I'll be writing about all of it against my wishes. But I'll do it to avoid jail time. I remain your hated acquaintance, your most miserable and bitter, quote, friend, unquote, Jim Hasselbeck.
my dearest Jim, I am terribly, terribly sorry to learn about your recent illness, though I must say I am thrilled that you are one of the 21 million lives that I have saved to date. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, of course, I remember Robin now. She must be the one who keeps writing me all these letters with the nudes enclosed. <laughs> well, let me say, Mr. Hasselback, you bagged yourself a wonderful wife. I know, obviously, she left you at a later date, but these nudes are <laughs> quite enticing. Of course, out of respect for you, I shall not reply and shall not be engaging in any dalliances. After all, I am swamped with beautiful women. I am sure you have seen that recently Penelope Cruz, uh, Jennifer Lopez and other attractive, famous people have been begging me to go on dates with them. Still, I am very pleased that you are aware of my achievements, even though you seem if reading between the lines a little, slightly reticent to embark upon this wonderful opportunity you've been presented with. Uh, I am pleased that you enjoyed my Richard II. It was quite an achievement. Uh, I believe that uh, the Globe are actually renaming themselves the uh, the Callaway Globe, which seems a bit <laughs> premature to me as I, I just played one part and obviously William wrote, wrote quite a few plays, but still I am honoured at the privilege. Do make sure to include that in the book. My Olympic endeavours are also uh, something that bring me great pride, but humble pride, I would stress, humble pride. Uh, were I to pick pole vaulting versus horse racing, which was my favourite? <laughs> Well, who could? Gold medals in both. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned spelling bees because I would clarify that vaulting is V-A-U-L-T. Uh, you, you've completely misspelt it in, in your earlier letter. Still, uh, I am wonderfully pleased that you are giving back to the community in such a productive and happy way. I do apologize if any of my incredible list of humbling achievements have in any way made you feel less of a man. No, no, I, I can't say that. Uh, less of a human, because I do remember you as a, as a human. That's something that I think you will always have, and you must cling on to that. There's a good man, Jim. I remain Always your friend, Robert Calloway. Dear Robert, I write to you from prison. My attempt to change my own DNA so that I could no longer be classified as a human went horribly wrong. A late night break-in to a high-profile genetics lab where I injected myself with everything I could find, hoping to separate myself from the human race just so that I could have less in common with you, went wrong. And instead, I unlocked a brief period of rage and superpowers in myself with which I used to go on a spree of robbing banks in full view of security cameras, leaving identification clues everywhere. I'm sure you've read about it. Uh, ended with my immediate incarceration. And unfortunately, I reverted 
to a normal mortal state. And also uh, still very human. Um, unfortunately, I am still required by law to finish your autobiography. And my ex-wife, Robin, who is in love with you, whose flattering form uh, is on display in the nudes she sends to you, is my editor. And so as I try and try to make it clear in my manuscript what an arrogant fuck you are and how your humbleness is a veneer, uh, she takes that out and uh, in the revisions makes clear your many contributions to humanity. Um, thus is my current uh, life. Writing about what a piece of shit you are and her fixing it. I apologize for misspelling vaulting in my previous correspondence with you. Let me try to spell it right here. P-I-G-F-U-C-K-I-N-G. Does that properly describe the sport that you occupy yourself with, Robert? The doctors tell me that your melt so thoroughly healed me that no matter how I try to mutilate myself, I will get better. In fact, while in prison, I sliced off my right arm so that I would no longer be able to write your manuscript. And to my great depression, it grew back almost immediately. But not as a human arm, as a lizard arm. Stronger and more resilient than ever. To my delight, I thought, oh, good. I'm not a human anymore. But a team of scientists entered the jail, analyzed my DNA, and confirmed that I am still mostly human, and I am not allowed to call myself a lizard. So I set back on the task of writing your autobiography. To soothe myself, I also tried to write my own autobiography. Because if I have to pay attention to your life, shouldn't I also be allowed to pay attention to mine? Can't I tell the world of the miseries that I've suffered and how I've longed to overcome them with noble acts of my own? Being a good writer, being an honest reporter of my own failures. Um, and so I uh, submit to you both the manuscript that Robin and I have written about your life, but also the manuscript I'm writing about my own life. And I, I wondered if you could maybe add your memories of me to it. As always, I remain your confused, bitter, hateful, part lizard, and somehow wet friend, Jim Hasselbeck. My dearest Jim, I am so terribly sorry to learn of your recent dalliance with transhumanity. I think I do recall reading about this, as I did assemble a crack team of superheroes of my own, known as the Callovengers, who I believe were the ones that brought you to justice as you were robbing the bank. Uh, of course, I... Uh, yes, yes, that was why I won the Nobel Peace Prize. Obviously, I was nominated for four or five different achievements in global peace that year, so I forget if it was that specific one that won me the award. Still... I am 
very pleased that you have recovered from this ordeal. Uh, you have written pig fucking in your previous letter, and while I am sure I would excel at this sport, I have never participated in it, and I believe, as my lawyers have told me, that I should be expressly clear that I have never engaged in this activity, nor would ever engage in bestiality. Uh, of course, you may be worrying that as part lizard, you're now immune from uh, ever hooking up with me. And I, I would stress, Jim, uh, that that would not be the reason you were immune from hooking up with me. I notice your handwriting has improved remarkably. It's strong and robust, a wonderful penmanship. I think you should be thoroughly pleased with your new art. As for your attached autobiography, I must say I dipped into it with great relish. I remember relatively little about you, as I have previously expressed, that we were the three musketeers and we drank in some bar or another. Uh, I do remember Robin a little better, um, although that might be because of the reminders she is constantly sending me in full 4K resolution. Uh, she must have got my email through being the editor on this book. But back to your text. How wonderfully droll. Your life is so devoid of any real achievements or successes inspired by your own ability. Rather, you seem to be living your life as a constant pale shadow or imitation of me and my successes. Humble successes, I should clarify. Still, it does lead me to a rather interesting proposition. I wonder whether we could combine your autobiography with my own. You see, my own successes only seem so more, uh, so much more fulsome and wonderful when compared to the absolute dearth of success that you have experienced. Please, please agree. Uh, of course, you would be rewarded financially for this endeavor. Uh, I have enormous wealth, and that is absolutely no problem. I really think that highlighting the fact you've achieved absolutely nothing, given the same resources and time that I myself had available to me, is fascinating and something that the general public will be only too keen to read about. Please, please consider my proposition. I am thrilled once again to have read about your mediocre and pathetic life. Yours, eternally grateful and full of joyous, bountiful friendship, Robert Calloway. Dear Robert, I write to you encased in stone. My recent attempt to invoke Lucifer as my ally with which I could use to destroy you went horribly wrong and I accidentally damned myself to eternal hell. I'm encased in stone while also simultaneously being covered in caterpillars and spiders. Apparently, this is some sort of eternal damnation that I brought on myself for disrespecting um, his darkness. Um, nonetheless, I am permitted to write letters, which I feel is a uh, merciful act uh, on the part of his great liar, my lord, the Lucifer. 
Um, and so that's why I'm able to write you um, even from hell. How generous of you to offer to combine our lives in your autobiography. Uh, thank you for considering to take my shitty little life, my wet, small, dumb life, and merge it into yours. Um, uh, well, I would love it if you could. Uh, I wish I could help, but my own memory of my mortal existence is fading as even 24 hours deep in hell is so torturous and uncomfortable that it that it makes one forget one's time upon earth. Um, I still have my lizard arm and I'm doing my best uh, to, to, to write your life and merge it in with mine, but my memories are fading. Uh, Robin is filling in uh, some of the details. Uh, for example, the, the pub where we all used to hang out, uh, which um, I guess you have forgotten, but it was called the Good Earth. Uh, the Good Earth and Earl's Court of London. That's where we all hung out. And we won several pub quizzes together. Uh, I don't know if you'll remember that before you set about your current path of uh, fame and fortune. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to fill in those details. But I must admit, I find myself digressing, writing about uh, my experiences here in hell. Um, here's some of the experiences I've had. Uh, I spent a few hours being repeatedly dipped into a river of lava, incinerated to a crisp and then regenerated. Uh, I had several hours where I was forced to suck on the teat of despair from the lower demon Glizbill, um, who actually is a, not a bad guy um, and a heck of a storyteller. Uh, I was temporarily transformed into a mosquito and forced to suck upon the neck of Adolf Hitler. Uh, weird, weird times. Uh, and then I was forced to spend um, a few days as a member of the Beatles, but they were shitty Beatles and I was the worst one. Anyway, I'm including all this in the manuscript uh, at Robin's discretion. We'll see if she allows it to stay in. Uh, I am including, I must admit sort of randomly, nudes of myself for you to review. Uh, I don't know what you'll think of those, but take a look. See what you think. Um, how are you? Yours, Jim Hasselback. My dearest Jim, I must begin today's letter with a heartfelt apology. I feel that some of the humbleness conveyed earlier was perhaps falsely conveyed. I do actually consider myself rather a success and perhaps my ego has been somewhat inflated. I can say this with a surety because I have a wonderful stabilizing presence in my life now. I have met someone and have established myself in a firm relationship. Obviously, you know Robin already. I must apologize. When she dropped round the manuscript, I was taken with her authoritative tone, her charisma, and her shared history. Had I seen your stony nudes before this point, perhaps I... No, I cannot lie. You look very much like a rock. Jim, 
you looked like a slab of, of rock crawling with beetles and spiders. Still, I feel I owe you an apology. Uh, you have always been so supportive. Um, you have always believed in me so much and believed in my successes. And I feel not that this is a betrayal because let's remember that Robin had left you and was in love with me. But I, I still feel some small pittance of, of sympathy for you and your predicament. Uh, please do pass on my regards to the Denzians of hell. Uh, I am sure I will not be meeting any of them soon as I have actually just found out that I have been made a demigod, uh, which is, is wonderful news. And uh, I'm not sure which exact achievement, probably the melt, but there are so many, as you know. The good earth, the good earth. Uh, I, I am taken with the name, uh, perhaps maybe it could be the name of my autobiography, Robert Calloway, The Good Earth, because after all, it is a better earth with me here, humbly, of course. Listen, Jim, there's one final thing I, I do need to say, and it's very difficult for me uh, to convey this, but I would like to move on with a different co-author on the autobiography. Your writing around hell and the seven circles was fascinating and something jumped out on of it from me. That was Glisbill, who you yourself referenced as a wonderful storyteller. Glisbill has actually written me a rough manuscript and the prose is impeccable. Uh, I have discussed this with Robin uh, actually during the throes of passion and post-coitally again and we have decided that actually moving forward with Glisbill as a co-author would be the appropriate thing to do. Uh, also the tax brackets with you being based in hell now are just a minefield to work out. I do hope you'll understand, and I hope you are having a wonderful time in hell. I hear it's particularly warm at this time of year, which must be wonderful because it really is very wintry here in London. Uh, open parentheses, I am actually uh, camped out in Tenerife at the moment on a small sojourn, but that's by the by, close brackets. I remain, as ever, your truest and dearest friend, Robert Calloway. Dear Robert, you know what? I think it's great. I uh, appreciate you being so honest about marrying my ex-wife and firing me as a co-author. And you know what? I think that's actually going to work out fine. Um, I'm currently existing as a puddle of piss uh, who comes out of Glisbill. Uh, I have uh, left my corporal form. Uh, I was ingested fully into Glisbill, but allowed to keep my consciousness. And I now exist only as his piss. Uh, but with that, I've uh, kind of lost interest in being an author. And um, I don't really mind being a puddle of piss. It's actually much more pleasant than I expected. You can sort of slosh around and uh, you don't really experience physical pain. I kind of run down the gutters of hell and then Glisbill laps me up and redigests me. And I come out as little one of his little demon penises and lay on the floor. And it's, um, it's, it's all right. I make friends with the other puddles of piss. Um, everyone's pretty chummy. 
Uh, it is quite warm here. Uh, yesterday, it did reach the temperature of 1 billion degrees centigrade, which is um, a lot. But uh, having grown up in London, I don't mind. Uh, at least it's not snowing. Um, my memory of my relationship with Robin is distant, and uh, I don't miss her. And it sounds like you two are doing great. And so, I don't know, I... I think I'm doing well. Uh, Lucifer came by and said that I was one of the best puddles of piss he's seen in quite a while. And I've got to admit, I was flattered to hear it. I blushed, um, which when you're a puddle of piss and you blush, that just means that you turn slightly brown. But um, nonetheless, I was filled with joy. And so I guess I just say good luck to you. I hope this letter reaches you. I'm not sure if I'm writing anything. Um, I'm trying to strain my little puddle into an arm and write some words. Well, I hope it reaches you. But um, I can say, in all honesty, um, I wish you well. Yours, Jim Hasselback, i.e. Puddle of Piss. Later that day, Robert Calloway received a piss-soaked piece of paper through the post. Um, but he knew his old friend Jim Hasselbeck was doing okay. <laughs> Enjoyed that. That went uh, not where I was expecting it to go, but um, beautiful. I just was reading a lot of Neil Gaiman comics and he's always having people go to hell and visit with demons and stuff. So it was kind of in my head. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what hell would be like. It sounded, yeah, yeah. It sounded hellish. It's always very social in comic books. The demons are always kind of chatty and literate. Yeah, I think that's it. Like in, in sort of comic books and such like that, they, they demons are always much more happy than you'd expect in, in maybe... Yeah, they're kind of freewheeling and sort of just like having a good time, you know. You go to heaven in comics and it's always austere and boring. And <laughs> in hell, they're living it up. <laughs> Great. Um, thank you very much. And um, Will, is there anywhere people can find you online at the moment? Um, are you doing any classes or shows online? Yeah, find me on Twitter, W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S. It's all lies. I mostly lie about myself. And then I teach classes right now at wgimprovschool.com. Sorry, I, I hiccup there. It's just a single W. WG Improv School stands for World's Greatest Improv School. And I'm uh, teaching classes there if anybody's interested. Yeah, that's all. That's what's going on with me. Great. Um, Mark, are you doing anything online at the moment? Or are you busy being a doctor? Uh, yeah, there's there's sort of a pandemic thing on that I'm, I'm kind of tied up with at the moment. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter as well. I tweet far less interesting things, uh, but it's at Mark Rule. Um, uh, and hopefully, come uh, summer, I will be returning to the stage in London at Hoopla Improv, so uh, you can catch us there. Great. Thank you very much. This has um, been Pen Pals Improv, and keep writing letters to people. Thank you for listening to Pen Pals Improv, the improvised celebration of letter writing. Today's host was Owen Scrivens, and today's guests were Mark Rawl and Will Hines. If you have enjoyed this show, please consider telling your friends about it and rating us on podcasting services and don't forget keep writing letters to people Music.